Hey, everybody, you're listening to NC Shop Talk brought to you by NC Carpet Binding. I'm your host, Mal Mayer. If you want to learn from some of the most innovative people in the industry and laugh a ton, then this show is for you. So let's get started. This elite OEM manufactures premier leather goods for all industries, including hospitality, furniture, aircraft, auto, and more. Want to talk resume specifics? Okay. They've been commissioned to work on a Saudi $250 million jet project, are the preferred leather choice for Air Force One and the Ritz-Carlton hotels. Their reputation for quality products and first-rate customer service is what's catapulted them among the best of the best on the leather food chain. Today's guest is Randy Maggard of Moran Giles Leather. Randy is the automotive division manager and also handles a number of the aviation accounts as well. Moran Giles Leather has been around since 1933 and continues to be an industry leader of innovation, design, and quality with nearly 6 million square feet of leather. They offer over 3,000 colors in over 200 types of leather. Randy, along with his sales partner, Chris Weimer, have taken the automotive industry by storm, quickly establishing Moran Giles as an industry go-to for high quality, consistent, and affordable automotive leathers. They now work with many of the top shops like Alloway's Hot Rods, Goolsby's Customs, Foos Designs, Can Dig It, Martin Brothers, Cato's, Recovery Room Interiors, Ron Mangus, and more. NC Shop Talk welcomes in Randy Maggard to the show. Mr. Mal, how are you, sir? Good, buddy. How are we doing? We're doing great. Thanks for having me on. Very good. Of course. Now, it's great the relationship that uh, we've been developing with Warren Giles for Gosh, I think since the early 2000s, and um, you know, I got to meet Randy. You know, in recent times, you know, guys like Matt and Chris and Chad, I've known the longest, and I've known Chad since day one with our relationship. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. It's really, really good to have those that industry rapport. Yes, we have uh, enjoyed the relationship, Mal. You are always out front and center. Uh, we see at all the events, of course, the auto shows, uh, the big shows, the trade shows. And you're doing your thing and you're doing a lot for the industry. And I'm glad that you're doing this type of uh, podcast. I think it's informative and, and educational. And, and uh, that's, that's what we like to see and try to educate the, the industry as best as we can. Uh, well, thank you, Randy. I appreciate that, buddy. You know, it's, just, it's beneficial for all involved, I think. I hope. I hope it's working. We're getting a lot of good feedback. Just want to keep it, you know, keep it going. And uh, having you guys on is definitely you know, a great addition to the, to the, uh, to the rotation. We touched on it a second ago, but staying on the automotive path for a minute, Morin Giles has been a top vendor to aviation, hospitality, and furniture companies for almost a century. Over the past three or four years or so, Morin Giles has made a major play at targeting the auto interior guys. Randy, can you tell us why? How's it going? The marketing approach and what you guys are seeing for this? Sure. Well, we felt it was kind of a natural transition or progression into automotive uh, from aviation. We're, we're very involved in the aviation side, deal with uh, uh, we're prime supplier for Gulfstream. Uh, we're a supplier to all net jets. Uh, so we have a, and several OEMs. So we felt like there's a lot of similarities with the aviation market uh, in automotive in terms of what the expectations are, high quality, consistency with the product, a good selection of colors. And so to us, we saw a niche there that wasn't being handled in our 
within our company and felt like this would be a good time to to go into that. And it's worked out well. It's going well to answer your question. Uh, we've done very well in the last, it's been almost four years, believe it or not. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem that long, but it, but it has been. And uh, we're out there uh, hitting the pavement, not quite as much, obviously, with the COVID situation, but we are still uh, doing some traveling into shops and some of the selected shows and uh, forming these relationships with a lot of the a lot of the shops, uh, big and small. Super important. Um, your presence has definitely been felt. That I can tell you, uh, you know already. But it's good. It's good to hear it. And I, I, I've always heard positive things. Outside of the appearance of the hides, what's paramount to more and Giles for leather hide production? Well, we we really start with the raw material of the. Um, from the animal, that is, uh, that's that's really uh, majority of the cost involved, and the quality has to be there. I I, I liken it to building a house. You got to have a good, strong, sturdy, correct foundation. If you don't, the rest of the house isn't going to hold up. It might look good and pretty for a while, but then it eventually has issues. And so we we look at it as how can we source the best raw material, has the best um, consistency throughout, and that's really the the number one thing that we look for. And we work with, uh, you know, we have partner tanneries of 29, 30 tanneries all throughout the world. So we're constantly uh, meeting with the tanneries, uh, sourcing out the best raw material. And then we look at to, uh, you know, it's the tannage process from there uh, that, that we look at. And it comes back to consistency of the product because that's what our customers expect. That's what we want to deliver. Definitely. This is my favorite part of the, of the podcast questions. I love this. We've talked about it before. I've talked about it with all your staff repeatedly over the years, and I still get excited about it. I was first introduced to Moore and Giles the year your team arrived to the NBAA trade show, which as some of you are starting to learn, is the VIP aircraft trade show held annually. I'll never forget when that Airstream rolled into your booth space, the entire show floor, and I'm not kidding, literally stopped stared and (laughs) insta jealousy overtook us all. What an innovative idea, just an incredible way to display products, the branding, the marketing, just, it's just pure genius, just gold. Whose idea was this and what has it done for M&G over the years? Yeah, that's a, it's a pretty neat, uh, neat outfit there. And and I believe it originated with the, uh, the ownership of the company, the executive team, I think uh, they actually found that it's a 71, I want to say 71 or 72 uh, vintage Airstream trailer. They found it uh, locally in Virginia, I believe on a farmer's uh, property. And it was in pretty bad disrepair. And they got the idea that, hey, this would be great to uh, basically refurbish it and turn it into what is a rolling showroom. So they went to work on it, um, got it fixed up uh, to the iteration that you see now. We can change all the leather out inside depending on the show. It goes to a lot of hospitality-related events, uh, furniture-type-related events. Uh, and obviously for NBAA that you referenced for aviation, then we have all of our aviation wares in there. And then, of course, for SEMA, we had it all converted with with the automotive stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just so cool. It's a, it's a piece of Americana. A lot of people just stop and look at it because they might have... They might have had one growing up. They might own one now, and they just love uh, checking it out. And uh, the floors in it, as you've seen, is all wood floors, nice and uh, veneered up. And, of course, the most important thing, which I know you spent some time at, is the bar at the one end. We have a little bar inside, and you've been known to frequent that. So 
I, I'm, I get yelled at for wanting waters, as uh, <laughs> as your team will attest. Like, you're going to have water? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have water. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm definitely the party pooper of the group. But um, no, it's amazing. I mean, for those of you who don't know, if you could visualize this beautiful, what looks like a brand new Airstream, is just loaded to the gills with leather decor. I mean, you have leather samples throughout, hanging perfectly, couches you can sit on, a bar you know, with beverages and snacks that, you know, is manned the entire time. So you can have yourself a beverage, have yourself a snack, walk through, sit on the couch, talk about the product. It's a great meeting place. Nobody, once they're in there, wants to leave it. It's just, it's incredible. It's just, an, it's, a, it's a marketing marvel. And uh, like I said, you know, the guys that came up with that should, you know, should still be patting themselves on the back because that was, it's tremendous. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. Tremendous! It's it's a cool thing, and and uh, it actually has its own little hashtag. And they 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 were putting on the uh, on our social media all the different places it was headed next. Of course, it's been sitting uh, due to COVID, unfortunately. But uh, it's I, I hear it's getting slowly uh, ready to make an appearance again as we come out of this, hopefully, and it'll be back on the road soon. So yes, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I know you guys had some work to do on it. Mm, we did. Yeah, I know you already listened to our trailer episode when I mentioned you guys. Mm -hmm. So let's get the awkward ask out of the way right now. It's really not an ask because I already kind of told the world that I'm going to ask Warren Giles to provide some kind of sale on their products to anyone listening out there. And it was not staged. 100%. I did it when I was asked a question and it just flew out of my mouth. It sounded good. I left it. <laughs> uh, I figured you're prepared for this. What can we save our listeners uh, if they call and say, hey, I heard you on the podcast. What kind of savings can you provide them? Well, I, I would like to offer up uh, on a specific line, which is an extensive line. It's our new Apollo line of leather that we just launched uh, a, a couple months ago now. And uh, 16 beautiful new automotive colors, very vibrant, have a lot of great feedback on it so far. Anybody that's listening to the podcast that wants to try that out on a project, we will uh, provide you with free standard ground shipping. So that's our freebie. Shipping being what it is, leather's heavy big, long eight-foot boxes. Um, that'll put some money right back in the customer's pocket and it makes it nice for them. They just pay for the cost of the leather. We take care of the rest. We wrap it And I know it you nice. guys are excited about that Apollo line. Can you expand on that a little bit? Tell us what makes sure. it different, what's special about it. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, it, it's a great uh, Napa-style leather. Everybody uses that term Napa. It's kind of a generic term, but it really refers to the grain of the leather. It's a very tight grain. It's very smooth. It's a very flat finish. A lot of the shops throughout the country, that's that's specifically the only type of leather they like to use. It has a little more body to it. So when someone is wrapping a console or a dash, it has a little more body. So it has a little more that finished uh, non-wrinkle look, if you will, versus some of the other different types of leathers that we carry and, and, and other competitors carry. So there was a need for it. We had a little bit of uh, some of our leathers that might speak to that, but this was really something we worked on for over a year, Mal, and we really fine-tuned it. We wanted to put together the very finest Napa with a combination of good colors and the softness uh, with the leather 
that's tough to do with a Napa, quite frankly, because in the tanning process, usually it's vacuum dried, which means the water sucked out of the, the hide during tanning and it tends to stiffen the leather. So we we feel like we hit a home run with it. We're getting tremendous feedback. So it's, it's really going like gangbusters, but we'd love to, uh, anybody that hears this wants to try it on a job, uh, they can expect free ground shipping anywhere in the United States. Sweet. So make sure you guys mention that next time you call M&G and get your orders in. So for me, what I heard and took from that, other than the colors and the quality being good, which I, I know the quality is going to be excellent, is it installs easier and kind of not hides wrinkles, but it's easier to be wrinkle-free using this style of leather. That's correct. You're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it lays a little more true as far as um, uh, the best way to put it, it, you know, is the fact that the leather just has a little more rigidity to it. And it, it tends to hold up, especially in those show cars where they just want to look like it's never been sat in look ever, kind of that museum quality. Uh, and that's the type of leather. And, you know, there's different types, obviously, uh, full grains, uh, you know, some vacuum dried, uh, corrected grain. But this this really, I think, strikes the best balance. Great. Okay. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Can you explain, you talked about a few things already, but can you explain the process in detail as to how a hide is generated from animal to finished product? No, I can't. Uh, yes, I can. <laughs> I can, but I don't want <laughs> okay, to. Okay, you don't have to. <laughs> when you say, well, the part that got me is in detail. We'd be here uh, probably a couple hours and, and the listeners will be falling asleep. Let me, let me offer up this. So uh, essentially, the hides, uh, to do a little background, is that all the hides come from, the raw material comes from the beef industry. So everything that we get, uh, the tanneries get, comes from, it's a byproduct of the beef industry. So there is a misnomer that some people think that, you know, tanneries just raise uh, the, the cattle for, for leather, but it's not true. There's millions of hides a year that are produced uh, due to the beef industry. And so you're turning something nice that would have been a waste product. You would have to take all that waste material and you'd have to put it in a landfill. You'd have to burn it or bury it. And that's not good for the environment. So the tanneries come along, they buy it and they put it through what's called a bluing process where they basically deflush the animal. They put the chemicals to basically, it's almost like cure it. And then the process is started. And depending on the type of leather that you're trying to make, uh, whether it's a semi-aniline, a full aniline, so on and so forth, then that dictates the type of tannage that's going to be applied. And that could be done with a number of fat liquors, oils, waxes. You have to think of it kind of like baking a cake or baking cookies. The tannage recipe dictates the finish of the leather ultimately. So you might, uh, you know, a sugar cookies got a lot of sugar in it. Well, a uh, true natural leather has a lot of wax top coat to it because it's all natural and doesn't have a lot of chemicals added. Not not a lot's been done to it. It's pretty pure, fewer ingredients basically. But uh, through that tanning process and adding certain ingredients dictates the final outcome of the product that you're going to see and feel. And you can do things to it along the way. Uh, at the various stages of the leather, you can mill it. And if you mill leather, generally you're trying to soften it up. It's like putting it in a large drum dryer, if you will. You can introduce a little bit of moisture in there to plump it up a little bit. Um, you can also uh, soften leather that might come out a little too stiff and put it on what's called a Baggio, Baggio machine. Uh, and it's like a bunch of little knuckles that work it and soften it up. So there's all kinds of things that occur in the tanning process and the finishing process that make the leather its final product that you're going to put your hands on. 
Well, I tell you what, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Randy was just reading the Morin Giles Wikipedia page, word for word. It, sound, <laughs> it sounded like an absolute history class. Like you're so, you're so knowledgeable on it. It's well. tremendous, the, the knowledge base that you have, which I knew that, but that, that you just went from, you know, above my head to well above my head on <laughs> well, what, I, what I thought you were. That was great. You're, you're awful kind to say that. And, <laughs> and I, I'm a novice still technically to some of the people like Math that's been doing it for almost 30 years and yeah. some of the others in the company and Chad's been there forever. So, yeah, yep. but into, to your point, and, and uh, I appreciate that, but it's really, it really is about getting into the technical uh, side of it. You could really spend literally, you know, couple hours talking about all that so but yeah, it is an interesting i can only process. imagine seems yeah. it, it, on some levels it's, it's a hide and but there's so much involved in trans there know, is. i don't even know how there's profit i don't even know how there's profit involved but that's a story for a different <laughs> sometimes there's not <laughs> that's, a, that's a story for a different <laughs> day that is we don't want that all right we're going to dive into the nc shop talk movie line quiz you oh, knock boy. out these movie lines and a listener on the podcast who's Sharing news of the podcast, getting involved, obviously has to tune in, is going to win some NC swag. And we're going to send him something from Warren Giles as well. Cool. Um, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, cool Warren Giles hat, cool Warren Giles t-shirt. We'll, we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something good. We'll set it together. Yeah, you send, absolutely. I'll send, and you know, we'll, we'll get, them, get it going to them. We've given away some good stuff so far. And you know, hopefully the, the listeners have been happy with it. We've had a lot of listeners that have been promoing the show, which is great, helping us spread the word. And we need that. Yes. All right. Here we go. Here's the first movie. It's a little long, so hang with me here. Okay. I value my neck a lot more than 3000 bucks, Chief. I'll find him for three, but I'll catch him and kill him for 10. But you've got to make up your minds. If you want to stay alive, then ante up. If you want to play it cheap, then be on the welfare the whole winter. 10000 for me, by myself. For that, you get the head, the tail, the whole damn thing. Ugh. One of my favorite movies of all time. Start the boat, Chief. Chief, start the boat. We're going to need a bigger boat. Those are some other lines. That has to be and is Jaws, the classic. Quint. Quint from Jaws. Oh, he was the best. He was the best. He was. I, I, wish, I wish he was like the, the central character the entire time. He was great. I have some customers that are like him. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're very similar. I got some ornery ones too. I can dial it up when I have to. The guys that are just <laughs> they make it fun, man. Like they make that, it fun. Yeah. Can be scary. <laughs> All right, so one for one, let's close here real well. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. Remember the Titans. That is arguably my favorite supporting actor from... Oh, God, since I can remember, the guy was incredible in Armageddon as a supporting actor and a ton of yes. other movies. Phenomenal movie. Great message. And I love that movie. Wow, you hit me with a couple good ones there. I, would, I like Jaws, but I, I loved Armageddon when it came out. The casting in that movie is just crazy. I agree. Now, he, like I said, I don't remember his name, and I probably should have done that. God forbid I did another second of research. Uh, he's definitely one of the best supporting actors in a, in a while. Not to be confused with the greatest supporting actor of all time in the uh, Booger character for Revenge of the Nerds, but, you know, he was all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was pretty good. You got you to gotta love that. Anybody who made a career on that. Yeah, he was actually, 
even better in the movie Better Off Dead as Charles Damar. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, that's that right. One. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about that. That's yeah. Like some Academy Award nominee material yeah. right there. Yeah. True, true enough, my man. That's funny. And those of you youngins that haven't watched that, Better Off Dead, you know, <laughs> stop, check, you know, check it out and just find it wherever you yes. got to find it, stream it, find it, play it, dial up an old <laughs> Blockbuster account if you have to get a VHS step, but find it. All right. Back to business. Yes, sir. What, what industry trends for aircraft and auto are you and Morin Giles seeing right now? I think the biggest thing that we're seeing, uh, Mal, is the the request for uh, sustainable leathers in both industries and also really uh, very heavily in the um, hospitality and furniture markets too. But yes, it's uh, coming online in aviation automotive, getting some uh, requests uh, about uh, certain leathers that are sustainable. And that refers to the tanning process, kind of an organic tanning uh, process where you are producing the leather without the use of uh, red label ingredients. We're one of the only companies that has what's called a declare label. And if anybody really wants to deep dive into that, they should, because that is a tough accreditation or certification to get for label. Mm-hmm. We have a couple lines of leather that uh, meet that. And it's uh, an extremely unique process. It's an expensive process, but one we feel is worth getting behind. Um, and one of our leathers called Eden got the uh, got a design uh, award in 2017, I think, when this first started to come out and start to be a, a real big uh, thing. And it's, I think it's just going to continue to grow. So that's that's probably the biggest thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, I don't remember seeing that. I probably did, but it, that sounds yeah. pretty, uh, that sounds like more of an issue with profitability. So I hope you guys are charging big time for that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's we feel that uh, most people that are asked about it already understand that going into it that there is uh, a, a little more cost involved, but right. feel that it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Now I know you just launched Apollo, uh, the Apollo yes. line, but are there yes. any other new products in the works? Anything that maybe you can get the listeners excited about? Things you see coming in the future, near or distant? Well, I I would just uh, kind of piggyback on the. There's going to be more uh, new. Sustainable others coming that will be okay. automotive grade as well as for aviation. So we do have those in the in the hopper. Those will be coming out, some cool colors in those lines as well. That's going to be coming. Um, we've got some really cool transfer suede transfers that we're always uh, working on. And uh, those are really neat. Those are, you know, for inserts of door panels, inserts of for seat inserts, something cool. We got some cool plaids, tartans, um, things of that nature. So the cool thing about Moore and Giles is we're such a good company when it comes to R&D. We have a team that just really spends time on looking at and researching and asking the tanneries to produce unique and different things so we can keep our customers inspired, keep them interested in what we're doing. And I feel like we really do lead the industry in that. So yes, there's always something new coming down the pike with us. And we're good about putting it on social media and getting people samples quickly when we have it. And um, yeah, so I'll kind of leave it at that. Gotcha. When I first started getting into the auto, you know, I was probably about two years in, and you guys had really just started, just really started focusing on the auto more and more. Uh, Ed from High Class Customs, Louisiana, I'll never forget it. He said to me, um, <laughs> "One of two companies, yours being one of the two, just said your hides, the Moore and Giles hides are impeccable with, you know, the least amount of flaws, and as other people, obviously, everyone raves about your quality." 
Are there any processes on the quality control side that you guys go to that maybe others don't that maybe make your process or your leather differentiate? Yes, absolutely. Uh, good question. Good point. That comes down to the education thing that we were talking about earlier, trying to educate the customers a little bit. The thing that we do uh, that some of the competitors wouldn't do that more or less are, uh, I don't know, I want to say kind of brokering the leather. They don't really ever see it and inspect it. We have a full inspection team that that's their job all day is to pull the leather. Once it comes from the tannery, we inspect it when we get it from the tannery. And then it's put in the various bins by by type and color. And then when the order comes in from a customer, it gets pulled and inspected again. So there's wow. real human being eyeballs on Twice. this leather. Yes, uh, stateside. And so we're not perfect. We don't always catch everything every single time. We're doing millions of square feet a year, obviously, but we are always trying to fine tune that process and always trying to improve the process so we can get people the best, cleanest hides as possible. And um, that's our goal, consistency, uh, send the best product out that we can. But yes, we're, we're, we're one of the few, I believe, that really inspects it to the level that we do. Wow. That's that's a lot of you think of it. It's really three stages because the first one that packs it and sends it to you that's stage one. Then you have your first tannery, inspection yeah. and then your final inspection. So it's really it's three sets of discerning eyeballs on the yes. product. Yes. Versus just boxing it and being a middleman and and passing it on to the next passing it on to the next guy. customer. Yeah. That's definitely another another impressive thing. So I'm hoping these questions are doing you guys justice. Is there anything I missed as far as what you'd want to talk about product wise or preparation of the product? Or otherwise? No, you know, um, you touched on it early out of the gate, and I just want, would, would like to say that um, we are about relationships with our customers, and a lot of companies say that, but we're we really do it. I mean, Chris and I have been in the field for nearly four years, and in the first year alone, we saw over two hundred shops we literally set foot in, wow. and people were surprised. And I'm not talking, you know, huge shops. I'm talking one man shop, two man shop, all the way up to eight, 10 man. It doesn't matter. We went and saw everybody that we could see. We feel it's important to invest the time. We tell our customers they are worth our time and effort and energy to come see them. And we like to see how they like to do business, what they like, what they don't like, how they have their shop set up, whose product they're using now and why they like it. And we try to spend some time with everybody and build these relationships and let them know that my phone is on all the time. I'll pick up the phone at, you know, 8 30, 9 o'clock at night if I have to, and, and always respond to a customer, as will Chris. And that's really something we try to give that extra level of personal uh, touch and accessibility. And that's our job. And we want to be the very best partner to our customers and help them grow their business in the way they want to grow it. Wow. Your feet have definitely been on the ground. You know, seeing all these guys is is definitely something you guys could hang your hat on because that's not something everyone does. That's for sure. Yeah, still, I mean, I know it's 2021, but face-to-face is, you know, wins. It really does. It does. You yeah. and I were just at... um. Just at the bitch and stitching class with uh, Justin from Jazz Designs and Ken Diggett's place and Cato, yeah, and um, yeah. just a face to face and being with everyone, spending that time, getting to know each other, you know, busting each other's chops a little bit. And Cato sure does eat a lot of pizza. I remember that from that. He's trip. hungry. He ate. He's, hung, he's he, a hungry man. He's hungry. Yes. He's hungry. <laughs> he's, and, and he's hungry, and Justin's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish up with the NC Shop Talk rapid fire segment here. Put you on the rapid fire hot seat. I'm going to fire some things away. Just give me quick answers as quick as you can. Have some fun with it. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. I think I know the answer already and we both probably share it, but your biggest aviation client? 
Gulfstream. Yep. Biggest auto client. Ooh. Um, well, I would say it probably Ciadella Interiors. Okay. Out here in Phoenix. Your celebrity crush as a teenager. Ooh. Wow. Um, as a teenager, I I had a thing for Meg Ryan. As half of America did. That's that's, yeah. that's a, whether you're 40, 20, or you know, <laughs> or 60. This is a tough one, but your favorite B movie of all time. B movie? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I would have to say, and here's the funny thing. I worked at a drive-in theater in Springfield, Ohio when I was 16. So I saw a lot of B movies. And it's tough to sort out which which one would have been my favorite. I'd have to say probably Phantasm. That Never is a horror it. flick. Yeah, look it up sometime. It's uh, it sounds was, like a D movie. You sure it's it's got B level? <laughs> I don't even know if you qualify it as a uh, B, but I'm going to go with B. Phantasm. Right. Yeah, it's an old spooky movie. Uh, I've got a flick. bunch of them. One Crazy Summer, Better Off Dead. Like I said before, Blood yeah. In, Blood Out. <clears throat> those are those are at the top of my list. All I right. think this is a stupid question, but I'm sure you have ever fly in a private jet. Not in a private jet, but private aircraft, but not okay. a private jet. If you had to pick one private jet to ride in, what would it be? Oh, it would have to be Gulfstream uh, of some sort, you know, anything from G4 on up. Um, the new G700 just uh, set some kind of speed record and things amazing. And yeah, and, uh, I yeah, just recorded one- um, Linda from NBAA, the director of the uh, entire trade oh, show, and yeah. she picked a Pilatus. And I'm super close with the Pilatus people too. Okay. And, um, Great aircraft. Two great, two great oh, OEMs right there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Top give notch. me if you could pick one 70s era car to own, what is it? 70s era. Um, you know, I well, my favorite would probably just for for um nostalgia's sake, would ha- I'd have to cheat on that a little bit and say 69 Camaro, my very best friend okay. growing up, Aaron Taylor, and my other friend Bill Black. Shout out to those guys. Uh, had a '69 uh, Mustang Fastback, so those are two favorite cars, cars of mine. But if we get into the '70s, I have to go with the old uh, Trans Am from uh, Smoking the Bandit. Oh, all right. So if you're, <laughs> if you me. got that now. Now you have it. Are you keeping it correct? Are you turning it into a resto mod? I would try to keep it period correct, but of course, I'd have to upgrade the interior with some more Giles leather. There's no doubt. The, the interior that was gross. Worse than the interior was the <laughs> motor. Just so <laughs> underpowered. So you better hit true. that first. That'd yeah, you're inter- right. You're right. That'll close that. with the interior. That's true. And this way, less hands are on it, and nothing happens to that leather. Good. Good, good point. Yeah. All right. I know. I did my research. I found out you're a Seinfeld fan. So who's your favorite Seinfeld character? Oh, uh, without a doubt, Kramer. Okay. Gotta Which is Kramer. pretty much everybody's. Yeah. Just. Yep. Guy made the show. If you had, I'm sure you've heard the segment on the show before called Burning House. I'm going to give you three characters from Seinfeld, Burning House. You could only save one. The other two perish. Mm. Elaine, Jerry, or George? Who are you saving? Oh, I'm saving Elaine for sure. Because she's she hot? Just seems like because, she, you know. Well, that doesn't hurt, but it seems like she'd be very grateful for saving her. So, <laughs> Yeah, no, and Elaine was my second favorite. I, I like George too, but he could be annoying. So, um, <laughs> Jerry, I can never stand. He's the main, you know, cog on the wheel and I can't stand him. Oh, man. Well, I, 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 I like all those characters, but yes, uh, you're not alone in that. I know a lot yeah, of people. No, Jerry that. drove me nuts. Um, <laughs> okay, this now a little more, little more fun for, uh, for the Moore and Giles crew. 
Who would you All rather right. see fitted in tight Morin Giles leather pants? Chad Evans or Chris Weimer? Oh my gosh. How about neither? Is that a choice? <laughs> That's one. brutal. You know, it's coming up on my dinner time out here. You just helped me lose my appetite, but I'll have to pick. Uh, I'd have to say Chad. Chad could rock it right now. He's really been into his working out. He's been, you know, he looks been, chiseled. Been, he's been busting it, man. So, you know, I got to give it up to him. Right. Uh, Chris has probably been living a little bit too much of the good life lately with, you know, cheeseburgers and fries. So he might not fill them out quite as nice. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> which, Chris. which of these two? has more of a propensity to have tight-fitting leather pants in their closet arsenal. Oh, that's Chad, hands down. No question. No question, man. Dad, enjoy this. I hope you're having fun. And the last one, (laughs) has anyone ever shagged in that Airstream? Oh, brother. Well, uh, not that I'm aware of, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened. So um, I have to leave it there. We'll leave it there. So. Well, you're off. You're off the hot seat. I hope you had fun. <laughs> I did. It was, of course, it was great having you guys, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just blessed to have you guys on the show. I know everyone's going to love this episode. I think I, you did great. I mean, you're well, perfect. I, I don't think I have a single solitary edit to do, and uh, you definitely were informative. So I thank you for all of that. Thank you, Mal. And again, thank you for what you're doing uh, across the industry and bringing in uh, different guests from different segments. I think it's great. And we'll continue to propel this uh, forward and more and more people need to jump on board and listen to it and follow it. I think it's just a great thing. You should have been a radio, man. You got a great radio voice. (laughs) Anything more, anything other than song machines, because I'm useless mechanically, but uh, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm having fun with it. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's fun. This is fun. And um, you know, when the episodes launch, they're fun, but uh We'll keep it going, man. Thanks for listening in today, everybody. If you learned something new and liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe for more NC Shop Talk. Do me a favor and help us grow this sucker. Share this show on your social media feeds and with anyone else who'd love to hear it. Thanks for giving us a listen. And until next time, remember to get out there and make it happen. <laughs>